Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon, John Miles, Colby Peterson. Colby with an L, if you didn't know. <laughs> On today's show, amendments are so 2016. It says you're 2020, but like yeah. 2016, bro. They're so 2016. No. No, we're going to be talking like about amendments. So 2020. Uh, we're going to be talking about polls in the Junction City Forum. Pinkies up, thumbs down. Uh, we also have a, we're going to be taking a pinky deep look into the future with Mr. John Miles. But first, if you're listening to the show and you haven't talked to your friends about it, um, please pause the show now and do that. Call your friends, call your mother, you know, wish her a happy Halloween and then let her know about the show. Talk about the show to people that you don't know or people that you do know and that live in Weber County or that like good podcasts. Uh, have them join the forum. If they're on Facebook, if they're not on Facebook, we have a Discord server. You can send them there. John's going to be playing with himself on Rocket League in yeah. the Discord. And uh, you can you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just share the shit out of this show. If you would, please. Anything you want to add, anybody? No? Just follow the show, right? And Yeah, and yeah. just tell them. We've got, like, this new, like, laid-back conversational thing. And, and you know, it's exciting. Oh, it's inspired me to get prepared. You might even say I'm over-prepared this week. Mm. Look at that. Yeah, do that. And while you do that, let's talk. I want to I want to bring the, the, the rest of you guys in here. And let's talk about uh, the hap-haps. What, what have y'all been doing? What's uh what's been well, going on with you, Kobe, John? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you. Okay, John, you, you go. tell. That's so what, Kobe? That's so what? That's so. You gotta skip all this. No, no, is skip that's... all this. That was all excellent. D- Dan is working out here, and you don't. You got to respect yeah. the man for work. <laughs> yeah. So what I've been doing is, uh, I had to. I, I've been working ten hour days, so I got all of Friday off. And man, was that a great experience! Mm. like i worked on i like worked on a bunch of stuff that i've been working on like i I wanted to start a a weaver state apparel company and i like worked on that some and then i started crushing on duolingo man and i like almost won my league this week like dude it's been it's been awesome i started reading kale weston's book which he sent me a few weeks ago and it's been really amazing so yeah had a a great time i made uh you guys know what blueberry cereal is Mm, you know it's like the the spooky cereals they have Blueberry, yeah yeah halloween yeah. time i made like uh rice crispy treats with that today oh yeah that, that was right. yeah that was real good rice krispies out of blueberry cereal yeah yeah okay that blueberry does sound treats. pretty amazing i got some come over to my house I'll, I'll give you some that sounds good yeah but anyway can you just drop it off bro i mean we live like, <laughs> yeah what's delivery away. service <laughs> Sure, man. I'll, I mean, I know you're you. working 10 hour shifts, bro, but like, come on, John, what have you been doing? <clears throat> During a time when many experts say that we should be maybe ramping up our precautions about the coronavirus, I've just totally given up. So I spent, <laughs> well, like I've been, I'm like the, I'm like the, like my daughter makes fun of me for being such a coronavirus jerk all the time. And so I've just like, I've given up. I've I've enforced the rules forever, and now we're doing it. So we went to a JoJo Siwa bow making party out in Plain City. I'll cool. even shout out the it's some local company I believe called Alin Events. 
So, you know, I went out to support the local scene. I really hated it, though. I was very uncomfortable the whole time. Only, like, half of the people were wearing masks. And so, like, I kind of just tried to discreetly move my daughter towards some kids that were wearing masks. And then I just sort of stood back and let her have fun and didn't say anything about how uncomfortable I was. And then I went to a wedding where nobody wore a mask. And we were it was, like, sort of a barn. So... Wait, was that on? Was that yesterday? Yeah. So John nice. is following in the steps of Senator Mike Lee. Yeah. The guy who <laughs> yeah. he gave a thumbs down last week. Awesome. You know what? I don't even I've know. I've got video of John it. just like he's got this huge smile giving these two people like a huge hug. Getting right up in there. Almost motorboating them. Just like, you know what? I thought about that. I gave a hug to the bride last night and had a big smile. And I was like, you're just that dumb asshole you were talking about. But you know what? I don't care. I'm done. Oh, to yourself, not to the bride. You didn't say that to the bride. I didn't say no. I didn't. You're the dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Um, yeah, and then and then today, dude, I went out to the Ogden Gun Club and shot my shotgun. Oh. That was a good time. You want to invite me, bro? Come on, man. I thought about it. It was so last minute. They closed at two, and I realized at one, and so I just ran out there and got one round in, and it was like, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. They have like rules. I had to have the guy explain it to me. But now that I've done it, now that I know how it works, I want to go out and spend an afternoon there. Just like go sit and sit on the back of my truck. Watch so do you, do you have to, is it mandatory that you have like a flag in your back, in the back of your truck when you go to those places? Or is that like, is that an optional thing or does it have to be a blue lives matter flag or like i don't what, what's up with that <laughs> oh yeah yeah i have to have i saw this guy two flags at least one truck <laughs> two one flag. another dude every time i see like a trump flag in somebody's yard i'm like it's a cult dude like where where no one does the flag thing except for trump supporters and i told maddie i was like man you know it's really interesting how we've encapsulated a certain person in our society and you just say trump supporter and you know exactly what that person's about like it's just crystallized donald trump has done that for us he's he's given us that so i'm not willing to give him a pinkies up yet but man it's uh it's you are something. getting way ahead here kobe sorry uh, well let, let me talk about what i did uh, hang on because, wait, wait wait let me just oh, say one John. thing <laughs> listen i just have to say this those guys are having way more fun than us i was like they're having parties they're not wearing masks. They're going out. They're just having a carefree life, you guys. Meanwhile, we're stressed. We're worrying about consequences. And I'm just saying, maybe, maybe they've got, maybe they're onto something right now. Maybe they're onto something. Yeah, onto getting coronavirus. <laughs> wow, excellent. You know what? Only like 500 people in Weber County have gotten it. So, oh, okay. Oh. John, um, we'll I don't know whether to edit that out. Or Don't drive to your house, back. or drive to your house and slap you. you. Know what, but man, I you're mean, just the mainstream one. media. You probably edited out. That's fine, man. That's, <laughs> that's what you do. They probably taught you that at Weber State University, right? Yeah. So fine, liberal elite. <laughs> so what I've been doing? It was our anniversary, my wife and I's anniversary this weekend. We had a good time. We went out to Park City, played some pickleball outside mm. with our masks on, and it was beautiful. We got to see the fall colors. Oh, you go, dude, you go say what's us. up to Chris Neville? 
Among Us. Have you guys played this game on Roblox? Oh, I've watched it on Roblox. Is it on I Roblox? I think my, it might have. My, I think I think it originated on Roblox, maybe. But like my children Roblox, been telling me about it. It does look like no, Roblox now that you mention it. No, no, no. It's totally not Roblox. It's okay. uh, it's a it's a phone app. Download it. Among no, Us. It's on everything. It's on your PlayStation oh, or your PC. Okay. That game is so much fun, dude. I haven't had that much fun playing. Do you play with your family? It's like an impossible. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, yeah. We played with our family, our our, our little family, and then I called my siblings out and uh, on the East Coast, and we played with them too. It was great. Yeah, great times. So yeah, right. It's like fun to do. It's been around for like two years, but I think because of the coronavirus, it's like man, everyone can just play this game together and hang out. It's like um, the movie, the thing. I think was it right? Oh, with Kurt Russell. Scared? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. In the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Because ah, once. One person's the imposter, and they got to go yeah. like kill everybody, or the other crewmates have to kill the imposter. So good, anyway, dude. And and when it like fun. when it becomes itself, like oh, people just like melt into it. Ooh, oh yeah, oh, that, that movie freaks me out. Good, good, uh, good on the hap haps. Uh, let's talk about hap haps that are going on with the election in Utah. Oh yeah, so ballots uh, coming out this week. Ballots, yes. On the ballots, you're going to see your regular uh, folks running for office, but you're also going to see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven amendments, seven constitutional amendments will be listed on the ballot. We're going to go ahead and we're going to recap or do a a brief, what would you call it, Kobe, like synopsis on on these amendments i'm gonna say we're gonna give takes on these oh yeah we're gonna takes we should start with g but i have a question up front because i think i read this in the article maybe one of you knows more were all of these proposed submitted by the legislature these are all constitution well no i mean there are ballot initiatives that people submit but oh maybe you're right since they're they're constitutional amendments and so yeah they're constitutional amendments i think they have to be all right ballotpedia well, we can put a pin in that, but I do. I think we should start with uh, G, I think it is, with the last one, just because it's the most consequential. At least it's the one that we talked with Lou Shirtliff about, and she was really urging people to oppose. So I think we should talk about it. Plus, it just pisses me off. It's Yeah, just here. So okay, let's, let's, let's just jump right into it then. Uh, so Amendment G, it allows the legislature to use revenue from income taxes and property taxes to quote unquote support children and to support individuals with a disability. Now, right. That's kind of, that's pretty vague, right? I, I feel like that's kind of, uh, that's the, the, the take on this is why s- some folks are, are not, uh, not for this is because maybe the language is too vague and it can, it, it's going to funnel out, education money that can be put towards supporting quote-unquote supporting children um in in other ways right right this is like exactly what they tried to push through with tax reform a year or two ago and they would have done it if not for the public rising up and saying no you can't do this and doing this unprecedented ballot or signature gathering effort that everybody thought would not be able to be successful but it was such an unpopular idea that 
they were successful in repealing that tax reform because people don't want them to be able to take our income taxes and spend them on things other than education. That's something we like about our state budget. And so now they're just trying to do it again with this amendment that's like, we're going to spend it on children and people with disabilities, which I think everybody knows is, well, I don't know. Maybe everybody doesn't know that that's just a stupid way to try to get support. Mm. Kobe, thoughts? So what I'm thinking about Amendment G is it feels a little bit like what the state legislature did in 1996. So before 96, all of the income taxes went to K through 12 education. And then that, in that year, they changed it to add higher education to that pool. So now state income tax dollars have to go to K through 12 education. And now they go to higher education. And as you guys know, higher education is really expensive. And as time went on, higher education wants more and more of that budget. But they're also the state legislature is trying to balance the demands of K through 12 education with demands from higher ed. And if you talk to Representative Lou Shirtliff, who was a teacher then, she will flat, flat out tell you that was a bad idea, allowing higher ed into that pool of money. And I think it's a similar situation where in 96, they're saying, well, what, like, are you against higher education? Well, of course not. You know, so it's hard to argue that higher education needs more funding. You know, we knew that then. And it's clear that, you know, we need to figure out that now. But at the same time, it's a false dichotomy because we're saying, well, you have to pick, well, are you against, you know, in this case, in Amendment G, well, are you against funding for people with disabilities? Well, absolutely not. Then why are you against this? Well, because they shouldn't be the state legislature has put together this false dichotomy and it really pisses me off because it's kind of like they've used this like really slick language and weasel words to kind of begin to open this up so that they can, you know, the, the state legislature calls it flexibility. Like I have this article here from KUTV2 where they interview uh, Senator Ann Milner from Weber County and she talks about how, well, you know, this is good because this gives us flexibility and it does say that education will be the first priority, not necessarily funding for uh, disabilities and, and other programs attached to that won't necessarily steal money away because education will be the first priority. But like we saw in 1996, you can't say that when you have two competing interests for the same pot of money, right? And so I just, I, I look at what the state legislature has done in creating this kind of false dichotomy and saying, okay, we're going to do it this way. And I think that it's the beginning of the end for education funding as we know it. Like Republicans like to point to the fact that we've increased education funding over the last five or 10 years or whatever. But what I would say is like, well, that's a natural, that's a natural progression of growth in the state. Of course you're spending money because there are more kids. You need more schools funded. Like everything grows over time because Utah right. is growing. So of course you're going to spend more money. No points. Why, why then am I going to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, we've, we've done a great job spending more money on education and now you can trust us to use this money responsibly yeah if, if we can if we can you know be more flexible and spread it around a little more like what yeah I, hey forgive, Co me, or, wait, forgive john, me for not trusting you john yeah just a little a little background on this so the amendment was introduced into the legislature by senator dan mckay and okay. uh representative mike schultz as senate joint resolution 9 on february 7th 2020 um, and this was approved on uh, party lines. So it was uh, Mike Schultz's District 12, right? He's 12, yeah. So that's South Roy, Roy yeah. Hooper, and it goes crosses over into Davis County. So there you go. 
I mean, and no one is running against him this year, by the way. Yeah. Nobody. What the- that is a that is a hard district to recruit a candidate in. It is. Yeah. So, so it's it's it feels like it's opening the door to to put their hands in the pot, right, of education and. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was talking to I was talking to Katie Matheson, um, the communications director for Alliance for a Better Utah, yesterday or this morning, talking a little bit about this and kind of asking if Alliance for a Better Utah had some stances on some of these. They said that um, by the time this podcast will come out, you'll be able to see those on their website. Um, kind of the way that they feel about each of these amendments. And one of the things that she talked about was, you know, the fact that probably, you know, we need to do something. And if you listen to Smart People Talk, Black Site Podcast, you know, Dan over there has talked about this, how eventually, you know, we need to figure out how to fund education in a way that doesn't have, you know, we need not that doesn't create this wall between education funding and the general fund, the rest of the money. We need to figure out a way to give the state to be more flexible but at the same time, I don't think that Amendment G is the way. And so if, if I'm voting, I'm saying, no, we're not voting for Amendment G. Go back to the drawing board, find something better and bring it to the voters. Agreed. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Amendment A. Let's go back to the beginning uh, and start with Amendment A. Alphabet conformist is what you are. Go ahead. <laughs> Alphabet conformist. Utah Constitutional Amendment A is a gender neutral constitutional language amendment. Um, what this would do is if you voted yes, it would support the amendment to remove gendered language in the Utah Constitution and replace it with gender neutral language. Uh, and this one's kind of an interesting one because like at first I looked at it like, is this is this really something that is needs to be done in our Constitution? Because yeah, like I, I've never read the Utah State Constitution, but when you read it, it really is kind of like. Uh, here, for, for example, the amendment would update constitutional language to say things like all persons rather than all men. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it, it, when when you're looking at the Constitution, yeah, it's very much all men instead of all persons. I, I think this is a good one to right? I mean, I understand. I support this in spirit, but I just have to ask. Is persons a word? Isn't the word people? I can't say. It, you know, the, the Utah Constitution. I'm not an is English a, major. Is a document, no, so I'm, I, I don't I'm a communications major. Well, look, I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, no disparagement to the transgender community, but when people say that they want to be referred to as they instead of him or her. I have a problem with that just purely from a grammar aspect because <laughs> they is a plural word and you can't go writing that. If you're referring to somebody in the singular in a paper and then you say they, you get docked for that. You need to say he or she because you need to refer to them in the singular. So I'm just saying persons. Who's no. docking you points no. for writing that, John? What are what? you doing? still fucking people who know fifth English. grade, John? God, no. everything Nobody's I do- read, I'm do- docking. They're points. docking you. In- I put. I write. I'm a docking. Number I'm, grade I'm letting on you know right now. I'm docking you points, John, yeah. for your crappy take on this. How about that? Well, all it's right. That's take. your point. Negative ten doesn't points. matter to me. It's a bad take. <laughs> <laughs> Be consistent, John. Who's does and who's doesn't? Why does people mind? who care about grammar? Dan cares about grammar. His points don't count. Well, is persons a word, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Look, look at this guy. He's like, is it a word? He's like, you know what? The first thing he was going to say is like, English wasn't even his first language. I know that's what John was going to say. Oh, oh he's going to go I there. talking about me. Do not. Do not. I think this Get is that fine. out of there. I, I think this is great. Vote, vote, vote yes on this one. Vote yes on this, but write on your ballot. Persons isn't a word. No, write don't it write on that. There. No one's reading that. That's yeah. probably going to invalidate your ballot. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Let's go to. But write a letter. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
care. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, you're not. Write some letters. God damn it, John. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to Utah Constitutional Amendment F. What legislative sessions start? Now I'm on board. Now uh, I'm in. No, this is what happens when. Oh, see, this is what happens stop. when you let John run the show, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm running the Daniel show. I'm running the show, and you guys he's are just in listening. your ear. Free will. No, he's in your Free ear. Telling you like, no, freaking the legislative conformist or whatever garbage he's yeah, telling you. And now right. you're like, oh, let's go from G to A to he's F. Like, right. no, this is what happens when matter. John gets in your head, dude. I this opened like his mind, man. Importance. Level of importance, all right, Colby. These guys are trying to bury this amendment down in F. Get right. you not this to look at this it. This one's a crazy one, right? We're gonna make it uh, rise vote, to the top. A vote yes for the legislative session start date amendment uh, supports allowing the state legislature to set the January legislative session start date in state statute. So basically, it's in the law that it's the fourth Monday or whatever, and they want to be like, let us just pick the day we start. Yeah. I say whatever. Actually, you know I, what? Okay. I say no. I say, yeah, you guys. You start on the fourth because we care about the Constitution, right? We're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oppose this one. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> was, just I, stick I, it to if, if, if I pull, yeah, that's that. When I read this one, I was like, this yeah. really doesn't even matter to me, but I'm going to vote no on this because... It's my way of giving them the middle finger, right? Just being like, I don't care what you say. It was start dates. Okay, so (laughs) we should know that the current system is set up like this. Uh, If they wanted to set a new date, they would need to amend the Constitution with a two-thirds majority from the state legislature, and then they would have to go to a majority vote from the state from the state from citizens in the next election. So just the process that they're going through now to change the constitution is the exact process they would have to go to to simply change the date of when the legislative session starts. So it's pretty onerous. Um, Utahns were very stupid last in 2018 and gave the legislature power to call itself into session, which yeah. was a poor yeah, choice, guys. Uh, I don't know why you guys did that. Should have voted no on it, but you didn't. Yeah, so what we here need we are. Is more laws, right? Republicans, good job. Well, so on this one, I don't really care that much. Uh, you want to call yourself into session, you know, not on the fourth Monday of January and you want to push it back or whatever. What I, I don't like, know. So they can have a longer vacation. No, screw that. They're part time legislators. It's not like they go on vacation. Oh, right. I forget about that. You know what, though? I don't care. I, it's my way. Vote your That's conscience, people. Vote, vote your, your conscience, conscience on this one. You, you can go either way, honestly. Like I say, stick it to them. So, so the answer is that they, if if this amendment passes, lawmakers could set a new date with just a simple up or down vote, a simple majority of the legislature. So, okay. whenever the Republicans so, decide, yeah, whatever. Well, change the calculus. Utah um, is trend, Utah's trending blue, so it won't be this way always. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so Utah. So we're gonna move to Amendment B because it's also yeah. stop. Kobe, stop. It's the Utah Constitutional Amendment B legislate legislator qualifications amendment. Okay, this amendment supports what? Yeah, I wish. No, it supports the constitutional amendment to specify that certain qualifications of a legislator, such as age apply as the of the time of the election or appointment rather than the time a legislator assumes office so basically it's not changing anything on how to uh, the qualifications to meet to become a legislator right it's just changing the time frame in which they have to have those qualifications so right now it's 
they have to have those qualifications at the time they assume office and they're trying to make it before that, right? They're trying to make it to uh, at the time of the election appointment. So for that example, age, there's no maximum age, right? There's only a minimum age. There's no maximum age. There is only a minimum. You have to be 25 years old. Oh, my God. You're blowing my mind, Chuck. John, we should do a maximum age. Oh, my. We should. And it should be 45. But we. (laughs) So this is this is this is designed to keep young people out. This is saying, you know, if Oscar Mata doesn't turn 25 until November, now he can't run because he has to be. I'm sorry. That's not right. No. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Because if he's because right now, if Oscar, let's say he was the, the age limit was 25. Right. But he wasn't 25 until he until November 3rd. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, he could still run. Birthday, right? He could still run. But if his right. birthday was but if this passes, he can't run because he has to wait till after he turns 25 um, to actually yeah, yeah. be qualified to run or to meet the qualifications to run. So what it would be is if his birthday was in December. Right now, he would be able to take office because January is when you take office. He would be of age by that time. But with this, with it going to the date you're elected, he wouldn't be able to because he's not old enough by election day. That seems stupid. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm. I'm with you on that one too. Like, this just seems kind of ageist. Ageist. Say it, man. Just say it. I mean, Call right? I mean, what do you think, Kobe? I mean, so this past basically unanimously in the state legislature all 16 democrats in the house of representatives voted all 57 frankly they're old there there were two republicans who did not vote for this um the only part that really kind of annoys me is and i don't know if this is currently the law is ballot ballotpedia here is not very clear it says part of the requirements to be a qualified voter in the district from which the person is chosen a resident of the state of utah for three consecutive years immediately prior to the last date provided by the statute for the filing of office for a person seeking election to the office or the person's appointment to the office. And then you have to be yeah. a resident of the district from which the person is elected for six consecutive months immediately prior to the last date provided by statute for filing for the office. So that seems fine to me. I, I, I don't mind. I mean, 25 years old. I'm, there, there are some notes down here on the ballotpedia page about this particular amendment that talk about how Utah is one of the few states that have like a minimum age. Uh, most states have very few. 21 seems to be really common um, to be in the house or 18. It's whatever. I don't care. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, vote, for uh, vote for it. Why? Why not? Oh, I mean, if you want to do the whole I'm giving you the middle finger thing, that's fine, too. I'm all about the middle finger. I understand. Guys. I understand. Let's go to Amendment C. Remove slavery as punishment for a crime from a constitution amendment. A vote yes would be supporting remove language from the Utah Constitution that allows the use of slavery and involuntary servitude as criminal punishments. This one's kind of an interesting one, right? Like, I thought that it would, I don't know, we talked a little bit about this beforehand, Kobe, and you're saying that it wouldn't, it wouldn't change the way the criminal justice system works. Right. So uh, KSL on their in their article on the seven ballot um, amendments or um, constitutional amendments say um, the current administration of the criminal justice system doesn't change. It just removes references to slavery in the state, in the state constitution. Uh, Representative Sandra Hollins, who is 
sole black member of the, of the state legislature, I believe. Um, she is the House sponsor on this. And then uh, Jake Anderig is also a sponsor. So it's bipartisan, passed unanimously in the state legislature, both houses. Man, this is going to be so crazy. I want to know the people that vote against this. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. If you're voting against this, like, ooh, I feel like it's going to be the same. I bet you there'll be like some kind of like correlation to who votes for Trump. You know what I mean? Certainly. So let's go on. We're uh, Utah Constitutional Amendment D, Municipal Water Resources Amendment. Yeah, this constitutional amendment supports to specify the circumstances under which a municipality, so a city, may commit a water resources or supply water outside its boundary or exchange water resources and revise provisions surrounding municipal water rights. Cities can sell their water. Yeah. To Arrowhead. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> what you can do is or other city cities, to, I think the city has thing. to create a like service area outside of its of its borders, right? And say, okay, this is the area that we can sell water to. And so hmm. once that's approved, I don't know who does the approving of that, then they can sell water to whoever in in that area. The last one that we have on the list is Utah Constitutional Amendment E, the right to hunt and fish amendment. Now, a vote yes for this amendment establishes a constitutional right to every Utah to hunt and fish in Utah. Without a tag? Without a license? No, I doubt that seriously because that's that's what funds DNR. So right. This is weird. I I really don't know how to take this amendment. And um, so this is supported by the NRA. And um, I, there was one other group, Katie Masson, told me that was supporting this. And it was sort of a red flag, right? Because this seems fairly innocuous, right? Like, okay, the right to hunt and fish in the state of Utah. Sure, whatever. Mm. Enshrine it in the Constitution. But why? Why is right. it enshrined in the like Constitution? Another, another constitutional right for you to have guns. I don't think it's necessarily about guns per se, but just like I wonder if this is we've seen we've talked about this on the show several times about how Republicans play this like really weird long game where they're going to start with small things that will eventually add up to them having power. Right. Or start with small things that will eventually lead to framing the issue in their way. And I can't help but wonder if this is one of those things. So on its face, it seems fine, right? Oh, the right to hunt and fish in the state of Utah is enshrined in the state constitution. Okay. But down the road, there could be some, you know, some legal battle that some conservative group wants to pick in the courts. And if the voters approve this particular amendment, that would make their path to victory that much easier because then their lawyers can point to this in the state constitution and say, right. see, they're playing like thing. eight moves ahead. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like they're setting the table for when they want I to just, pick their fight. And I, I, in my view, it looks it looks very similar to what they did in the late 2000s with gerrymandering, where it was a concerted effort by you know the rnc by republicans nationally to win as many state legislative seats as they possibly could then when the the census numbers came out in 2011 and they redistricted in 2012 then they could redistrict the congress in a way that favored them overwhelmingly and then they held on to power in the house for until 2018 basically and that that was the strategy and to this day it, it continues to be a difficult strategy for Democrats all across the country because you have these gerrymandered 
places. And, I, and that was a, that was the strategy that Republicans rolled out nationwide. And so mm-hmm. I have to wonder, is this a part of that where there's something that we're not necessarily thinking of right now? It's not necessarily on our radar. Right. And like, why is this yeah. coming up now? I'm suspicious. I'm voting no on this thing. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. Listen to this. The National Rifle Association uh, supports the right to hunt and fish amendments. Now, the NRA Institute for Legislative Action said America's sport- sporting heritage is under attack like never before by well-funded national anti-hunting groups that want to ban all hunting, trapping, and fishing. What the fuck? What are they even talking about? I think, like I said, I think that this is a play for the courts to, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were other states that had similar language and that they will be amend, trying to amend their constitution very soon. Oh, yeah, right. And so that, like, you have a bunch of states all across the country who would make it very difficult for environmental groups to slow down certain things because they're saying, oh, the, the hunting and fishing is under attack. Like, by who? Who's who's attacking hunting and fishing? The, the big problem is selling your public lands so that you can't actually hunt and fish on them anymore. First, my reaction was like, that seems a little paranoid. But I look at this now and think, like, what problem is this solving? We're not, who is this? What is this trying to do at all? It doesn't make any sense. And so I can see why you'd say it's trying to do something we're not seeing. All right. Those are the amendments that are going to be on the ballot. Uh, Really, what you should do, though, is when you get your ballot, take a look. Uh, What what I did is I went to Ballotpedia.org and looked up the Utah Constitutional Amendments. They've got a lot of great information in there about who, you know, why this was why this was brought to the. uh, why is it on the ballot? Who was giving the arguments? Who uh, who was for this? Who was against this? What their arguments are? The opposition, campaigns, finance, all that stuff. It's all in there. So, um, and it's it's a real quick search ballotpedia. Do yourself a favor. Do Utahns a favor and research before you vote. How about that? Yeah, definitely. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. Uh, we're gonna get into we're gonna we're gonna search pinky deep into the future with with John Miles, and we're gonna be talking pinkies up, thumbs down, and we'll get into some events. and the elements of real estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. And we're back. We oh, had, good to had, be back. It is good to be back. I had to cut one. Cut one. <laughs> cut it early. No, uh, we had polls, guys. We had polls. Oh, yeah. Um, the remnants of a previous poll. Always good polls no, on the no, Junction no, no, City no, no, no. Forum. There was there was good poll uh, that was put out eight hours ago. Does running on party convince you to vote for a candidate? I honestly mm-hmm. didn't get this question. This question made no sense to me. My answer to the question is, if I don't know anything about the race, I'm going to vote for the Democrat. And I'm not proud oh. to admit it. I was, I was impressed with Kevin Lundell being willing to just like out and out say, I vote party. Because that's probably yeah, more true with me. He was the only, per- <laughs> yeah, he was the only person that voted that, and I was like, 
Damn it. He's got some balls. He's right. (laughs) Well, so this came from, uh, we'll talk a little bit about this in Pinkies Up, Thumbs Down. Most of the JC peeps have said, it's only a start to my research. So the party affiliation helps me begin to know where I'm at. And then I I didn't get the the last. Okay, so uh, yeah, the three were, it only starts my research. I usually vote along party lines and it turns me off and makes me not want to vote for that candidate. So the other poll the more important poll, what film should JCP watch for, for the JCP, JCP cult film night? Okay, so you put cult film night in this, Kobe. So I feel yeah. like it should actually uh, disqualify Ghostbusters. No. No, and, it's a cult following, dude. And Hocus Pocus. No, there's a cult no. following around Hocus Pocus. And He's right. Witch Project. Daniel, Witch Project I'm not a, sure you know what a cult movie yeah, is. I don't think you understand what, how this works. No, I don't think you guys understand what cult movies are. <laughs> Ghostbusters I'm not was wrong. like a box you guys office are all hit, wrong. bro. But, but Ghostbusters was a box office hit. Hocus okay. Pocus was a bomb. It's because it's a shitty movie. Anyway, it is. It is Ghostbusters movie. won seven votes. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show was really close in second. So, so it looks like it's when, gonna be so Ghostbusters. We're gonna be doing Ghostbusters. Yep. Good. Those were the polls for the week. Uh, with that, we're going to do, we're going to take out our crystal balls or John's crystal balls <laughs> ball. God, I did that last week with the Spencer Cox thing. Oh, sorry. Uh, John, take it away. Yeah. All right. So we all had some pretty good predictions last week for pinky deep in the future. But as we all saw when it came to news coverage of the Utah debate location, it was really only mine that came true. I saw stories on <laughs> CNN and NPR about my city sent ID rumor that I predicted last week. This week, pinky deep in the future, let's talk October surprises. I think we've gotten some with the old COVID diagnosis. Uh, maybe the taxes, you might count those as an October surprise. But what do you think is still coming out? I think there's still a lot to come. And not just in the presidential election, maybe one of these local elections. So uh, any takes there, gentlemen? This is a little bit more difficult because I feel like Republicans don't do the the October surprise in Utah because they barely campaign. So they're not really worried about it. That's a sad truth, man. If people would just vote the other party every once in a while, we might get more October surprises. Good point, Colby. So for me, thinking about this, like what October surprise could we see? Okay, so maybe here's an example of an October surprise. It's not necessarily... So all of a sudden, and we talked about a little bit about this last week, Spencer Cox has decided that one of the things he's going to run on now in the last few weeks of the election is great public schools in every zip code, right? It's not necessarily an October surprise, but it's an interesting October about face that the guy who's a part of the majority party who has worked at every every level of government, essentially, in the state of Utah, is now saying, ah, yes, I'm going to be the guy who makes sure that you have great public schools in every zip code in this state. Like, what? No, because you have done it. And now all of a sudden, that's the thing. Like, I'm not... I was born at night, but not last night. Uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this for the last like 30 seconds. And I think that the October surprise that comes out is Joe Biden's teeth are actually George Washington's wooden teeth. 
that mm. Joe Biden stole via a, a national treasure style. Like he hired Nicolas uh, Cage. From yeah, with which in which he hired Nicolas Cage. I see. The October surprise. It comes out. Ooh. People are like up in the he air. Stole like, from George Washington. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense to me, man. Yeah. Like, well, there's nothing that would turn people against Joe Biden, like that kind of thing. Like, Except that, yep, he stole from George Washington and his right. teeth, bro. His teeth. Yeah, his teeth. You don't mess with George Washington's teeth. That's like, well, it's a national treasure. Like, that's the national treasure. <laughs> What's yours, John? Yeah, well, you know what? When you hear mine, you're gonna think this is so easy. I can't believe I didn't realize it. Mm. But uh, you guys, you guys might remember. You know, maybe. Uh, a year and a half ago or something we had a gentleman named jason allen on our show oh. and he said some of the most offensive misogynistic uh anti-american things that i i mean that i've ever heard and uh and i mean we recorded it we put it out on the internet i feel like it's inevitable that kelly miles is going to be blasting those from his billboards or whatever people do but billboards. he's gonna be <laughs> those are gonna be all over the place uh, and we go so. viral like the show goes viral oh yeah not and, just the, yeah yeah i mean you're probably gonna get depositioned because this isn't just gonna be some small potatoes thing like i mean i don't know if you remember what jason said but some of us might be going to court <laughs> and if you want to hear what he said Go back through the, yeah, archives the archives and just listen to his show and then listen to all those other old shows too. Cause you'll need to do you'll need to catch up when the when the depositions come out. Oh yeah, I wouldn't to need know. to catch up. I'm like, well, I'm just talking about I'm talking to the listeners right now. All right. Well, that was John. Oh, yeah, if you've got if you've got a prediction for an October surprise, uh, you know, tweet it at us. Hashtag um, pinky deep in the future. You can also just put a hashtag on Facebook or Instagram. Even though I think they're kind of useless there, but just do it anyways. Thanks, John, for your pinky deep look into the future. Um, speaking of pinkies, let's go to pinkies up, thumbs down. Yes. All right. This week, we're going to start with John, Mr. Miles, please. Yeah. Give us your pinky deep or pinkies deep. God, don't give us that. Dude, give I'll us give you a pinky pinkies deep, buddy. <laughs> give Dude, us I your will. pinkies up and your thumbs down. All right. All right. I'm going to try to say this articulately but i am a liberal on a lot of issues and i try to come to political conversations with that in mind but there's one thing that i'm definitely con conservative about and that is fiscal policy but the thing is i don't mean that the way that republicans mean it because their idea of fiscal policy is not conservative at all when you look at what our economy was under fdr or eisenhower under truman when we actually invested in the middle class when we made sure that people were taken care of we didn't do it by taxing everybody we did it by taxing the corporations and the wealthy people like if you look up what the the tax rate was in 1960 if you made over 200,000 so in today's dollars to be fair that's over 100 or sorry 1.5 million your tax rate was 91% that is this country in the 60s so it's not some new radical idea this is what fiscal conservatism is like this is how it's been and so all of you conservatives who say that's what we need to do we need to go back to tradition it's all these new ideas that are screwing up the country well in this case you're right except for 
somebody's come along and convinced you that, no, what we need to do is give all that money to the corporations and we got to stop taxing them. And somehow that's conservatism. That's not that's a new idea that you've been sold. So get off that shit. Get back. Let's go back to traditional fiscal conservative values and tax the fucking corporations. That's what I have to say. Pinky's up to my head. Thank you. Well, well, <laughs> well what I'll say is we're near the format we were going for. So what I'll say to John's sure idea, air, air quotes on idea, it's not his idea. The, the nice thing about having high tax rates is that I think that a lot of um, a lot of folks who don't really think about this, they see low, low corporate taxes is good. But the problem is that it incentivizes uh, how do we want to call it? like stock buybacks, right? So when we came yeah. out with the tax the, the tax bill, what was it like twenty seventeen? It was not very long after Trump became the president. Corporations got trillion, you know, one point five trillion dollars basically in in tax breaks because of the tax bill that Republicans passed, and they used that money essentially to put it back in the stock market. The stock buybacks artificially inflates the price of their stock, which is what CEOs get compensated by. Um, so that's how it happens. Right. 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 That's the death of trickle down economics. Right. So you, nobody actually gets that money. And so very few, very, very little of that money was used. Yeah. was, was used to invest in research and development to make their companies more competitive in the market. Very little was invested in, um, employees paying higher wages, better benefits, any of those things. No, that happens. And so what I think a lot of folks don't realize is that a higher tax rate actually incentivizes companies to invest that money back into the company and not give it to stockholders. That right. creates an environment wherein people get paid more money, you know, because you, 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 you don't want to give the money to Uncle Sam. So you'd rather keep the money in house. So what do you do? Like, well, we got to do something with this money. Otherwise, we're paying 91 percent. We're basically going to lose it. So what are we going to do? We're going to invest in research and development. We're going to grow the business. We're going to pay people more money. We're going to all these things happen because of higher tax rate. It is a very strong stick. And Republicans have made the case to the American people for the last 60 years that high tax rates are bad. We need to lower the tax rate because that's good. Well, I think it's it's been since the 80s. I think it's the Reagan administration. Yeah. And so, you know, what I say is we actually know you want a higher tax rate because it incentivizes investing in business, which is good for the economy. It is what made the United States of America so competitive in the world marketplace. And notice we haven't been quite as competitive in the last two or three decades. And part of the reason is because before Reagan, stock buybacks were illegal. Now they're illegal. And you, you see what happens. All the money just gets sucked up into the stock market. And only what is it like? like 25% or 20% of Americans own stock at all. Well, so right. and, that's and, who it benefits. And my whole point is just that don't go acting like this is some traditional value when it is a new idea that we're going to give all of the money to back to corporations and expect them to create jobs and give it back to us in the form of wages. That is a new idea. That is a liberal progressive idea as far as, <laughs> the evolution of ideas. And if you want to go to traditional values, it's tax the corporations because they're buying into this American dream that we all care about and they're getting this great American labor that we all value. Like that is our traditional value. You yeah. pay for that. Corporations pay for that, not the people. That's fiscal conservatism. So you're, let me get this straight. Your pinky's up because I need to know where to put the fucking sound effect. Pinky's up to fiscal real conservatism, fiscal conservatism, baby. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, no thumbs down, though. Oh, uh, 
Well, I guess down to to new fiscal conservatism, to pseudo fiscal conservatism. Yeah, to the Republicans that that that's a two for baby. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Boom. My thumbs up or my my pinkies up uh, is actually going to go to my little sister. She was recognized uh, during the Hispanic Heritage Month. She was recognized by the Congressional Hispanic Staff Association uh, as one of the outstanding CHSA members. I saw that. That was good. I yeah. read the write-up. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Pinky's up to her. She's doing a great job, fighting the good fight. And I'm here. You know what I noticed? Talking about she... fiscal conservatism with John freaking Miles. God, you're welcome. <laughs> but I My thumbs she... down. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, she couldn't John. pick a favorite food, man. She had two favorite foods. Uh, Yeah, what were they? Hot wings and chorizo burritos? Like, Yeah, they don't even go uh, together. I know, but they're so good, though. <laughs> Thumbs Dude, down to some. John Miles for not sticking to the format. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> I make my uh, own format. I, I, really I know. Uh, oh, I know you make your own format, John. It makes it a mess of the show. <laughs> I had all the segments wrong last week, too. It's fun thing we do, me and the listeners. Oh, jeez. <laughs> me and the listeners. <laughs> Go ahead, Kobe. So uh, my pickies up this week is to Voterize. They had a bunch of volunteers this weekend do lit drops in communities that don't usually vote. So they they went precinct by precinct and looked at uh, what are parts of the county that don't usually vote. We're going to go out there, remind them that ballots will be dropping this week in Weber County. You should be seeing them in your mailbox soon. And so please remember that. Get out there, vote, return that ballot, and uh, take part in the process. Because like a lot of people are saying, this election is you know, one of the most important in our lifetimes, but yeah, sure. But also uh, there's a lot of good that you can do if you just fill that ballot out and, re- and return it. It's a good thing. And so Pinky's up to Voterize for getting out there and just doing that GOTV, uh, not necessarily advocating for one candidate or another, just saying, hey, fill out, fill out the ballot. It's coming to your mailbox. So just fill it out and return it. That's all you got to do. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, my thumbs down is to Republicans simply running on their party affiliation and not their individual position on issues, man. Like, how are they able to get over the fact that they continually screw people over? Like like we talked about with the county commission. I think it's interesting out there, we've talked about this on the show before, they are considering creating a new city in the western part of Weber County and because they don't like the representation that they're getting from the commission. The commission, they feel, is not listening to them. And so they're considering incorporating as a city so that they can have their own city council or come up with their own form of city government and have more local control over what they want in that part of the county. And I, we took our children out to see my parents uh, this, this weekend. Uh, my, my stepdad had some surgery, so we wanted to stop by and drop off a treat and you know, wish him well. And there are a lot of signs out on the, in the western part of Weber County saying, new city equals new taxes vote no on proposition 18 i believe it is and so it's interesting oh and then also a lot of a lot of folks that have those signs in their yard also have jim harvey signs in their yard so they're essentially connecting the the job that the commission is doing with with this whole you know new taxes business and uh yes jim harvey is not listening to you but a new city would cost you money so continue to get screwed and not listen to but at least you won't have to pay more in taxes that's that's the argument that they're making. And I just think it's bogus that Republicans continue to run solely on party affiliation. They're not running on any particular issue. They're just saying, I'm Republican, vote for me. Well, what about your track record in the state legislature? You know, Kelly Miles or, uh, you know, Paul insert, Ray. Yeah, 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 Paul Ray. 
yeah, how about that guy? That's something else, you know, or Ann Milner, Senator Ann Milner, who will be up in two years. Um, yeah. Why don't you, why don't you argue to us, you know, and defend your record in the state legislature? And you don't have to because they, they have an R next to their name and they just run on that. They don't run on the issues. They don't actually campaign and go and talk to voters because they don't have to because you give them your vote. So talk to your family and friends and tell them, like, listen, why do you continue to give them your vote when they don't listen to you? The only way they're going to listen to you is if you vote for someone else. Then you put the fear of God in them and say, oh, I actually need to. It, it creates a more efficient and leaner government, because if you're a person who says, well, I, I don't feel like the Democrats represent me, blah, 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 blah. Like, OK, but the Republicans definitely aren't representing you. They're not listening to the things that you're voting for. We have to have ballot initiatives to get them to move on key issues that the state is facing. How is that serving you? Thumbs down to that kind of behavior that you are enabling because you continue to give them their vote. You know, and they don't have to change. They don't have to do anything to get your vote. All they have to do is put, well, I have a, I have an elephant on my sign. So I know you're going to vote for me. That's silly. If you want a better government, you need to put the fear of God in them and start voting the other way and consider who you're voting for based on the issues that they are talking about and their stance on those issues. Get beyond the affiliation. That's what you got to do. So thumbs down to just running on party affiliation, especially and Republicans do it a lot. Like we talked about earlier, Democrats, not so much. They got to run on the issues. They got to go out there and actually talk to people and do the hard work of building consensus. Republicans don't build consensus. We've seen it time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick. I want to go back. I'm going to edit mine in. Thumbs down to Paul Ray for barely putting up the signs. Screw that guy. Have you seen some? I haven't seen any. Yeah, up in Sunset, uh, right at the intersection there, Sunset and Main Street. So literally so dumb. three yeah, weeks nobody, before the election. Nobody has any Paul Ray signs on their in their homes, but there are a ton of Tab Uno. So there you know are. he's kind of a he's kind of a weird dude, but like he's been doing the work, he's been putting in the work. So he, he talks you know, to people. Good on him. Yeah, it's, good on it's him. It's more than Paul Ray does. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's move on. Upcoming events, October 14th, Weber Davis Citizens Climate Lobby Monthly Zoom meeting, 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. If you want to get involved with the Citizens Climate Lobby, make sure you're on the call for, uh, that'll be, oh yeah, we're doing events in our Facebook page, right? That's right. Okay. Um, And then Saturday, October 17th. Chris Peterson for Utah rally at Weber State University. Oh, you just put here Peterson for Utah rally. Mm-hmm. I think both Chris Peterson and Karina Brown will both be there. Okay. And that's going on up at Weber uh, from noon to one. This will be at the D event center parking lot. So it's all, all outside. What you'll do is you'll be honking and waving for Chris Peterson and Karina Brown. And then after that, yeah, uh, so there's a rally, like you said, at, up at the university. And then later, they'll be down at 25th Street in Washington doing a honk and wave. Oh, those are separate events. <laughs> oh, they're going to be on 25th Street? Yeah. So the rally goes from noon oh, to 1. Then okay. at one they they'll be from like one thirty to 3, I believe, they'll be doing honk and wave down at 25th Street in Washington. So oh, you get to hang out. You can be a part of the rally. Say what's up. Be a part of what we Dems are doing up there. I, we're going to try and help them broadcast that on their Facebook page. We'll see if that works out. But um, how are we going to do that, dude? 
I, I, I might try and help him out a little bit. I won't be able to be there for the whole thing, but um, we'll try and help him. Just the broadcast won't be as slick as some of the stuff we've done for them, but at least you'll be able to attend virtually if you're not able to make it in person. And then the honking wave will be down on 25th Street in Washington. Cool. And then all month long, make sure you get out to uh, the exhibition in the Shepherd Union building. The exhibition is uh, Casa Sola and the Mexican Revolution. We talked about it last week. Uh, we still need to get out there. Uh, this sounds really cool. It goes. It's open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, this is up at Weber. This is going on all month, so make sure you get up there and uh, take a look at the exhibits. Well, it's yeah. if you like the show, follow us on Facebook. Uh, join the, the Junction City Forum on Facebook. Again, we're going to try to get the – we've got a Discord server – so join that if you're not on Facebook, but you still want to get involved or you still want to chat with folks uh, that are also politically active locally. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Our YouTube page has changed. Uh, you, our YouTube is now under Deep State Media, and we have playlists for Junction City Podcast, but you can also watch C Community Spread. Uh, there are a few other podcasts that we're going to be getting the videos up for as well. We have like a Weber State Weekly and a Dare to Rise that's coming out soon. You can watch all those on our Deep State Media YouTube channel. You can give us money at Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon and we'll give you all the behind the scenes things that John does on the video Zoom calls. You like can hear right all, now, the terrible, all the terrible things he says. Super weird. And I'm not sure what he's doing with his tongue, but it's he's flicking his tongue to the camera. Oh, Those yeah, are the things you'll get you on Patreon. About this. Those are <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I can't. I, rate us. I, you can rate us on all of your applications that you get. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But mostly, I mean, in in conclusion, like we say every week, <laughs> all politics is local. 